You're now listening to Hack and Grow Rich with Shaheen Shayan and his co-host, Bart Baggett, where we discuss hacking your way to success and the unconventional paths to unreasonable success with the people who've been there. And now, the author of Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult, Shaheen Shayan. Welcome back to The Voice of Disruption. I'm Ken Rakowski. We're here to help you, of course, find ways to disrupt yourself and meet people that have done it over and over again. I'm honored to be joined by Shaheen Shahan, who's joining us, who is a, originally from where? Where are you from originally? I'm Iranian. Were you born in Persia? Born in Iran, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I didn't even know that. I've known you for like 25 years also. You came here at what age? Came here probably around five. Five years old, yeah. you came here. Uh, in Los Angeles? Uh, we went to Germany first and then came to L.A., yeah. Okay. Here in L.A. is your home. L.A. is my home. Yeah, L.A. Yeah. is your home. Love L.A. But what you have done is affected the entire planet multiple times. I hope so. Yeah. No, you know it did, okay? When I met you, now you're in the hair club. Uh, hair club m- for men, yeah. Without a doubt. Your hair was <laughs> long. You wore sandals or moccasins. You're kind of a hippie is what my dad or mother would call you. Uh, your life was totally different today. Today you're a father, you're a husband, you have multiple businesses. When I met you, you were a change maker in the herbal <sighs> herbal industry. I don't know what the word I should add. Smart after. drugs. Back then? Yeah. Wait a second. You're saying in the 90s you were part of the smart drug industry? Yeah, we started the smart drug movement. What I was mean, the smart drug movement? Smart drug movement happened in the you know early 90s. And basically, it was um, started by, you know, by a few of us who started taking supplements in order to uh, enhance our state. To achieve so, a, a level that generally would be through illegal drugs. Yeah, and that's what herbal ecstasy was all about initially. You created herbal ecstasy. Yeah. What was the reason behind that? Herbal ecstasy. Yeah. Well, you know, at, at the time, there were uh, a lot of people uh, experimenting with designer drugs. Um, I was involved in the rave scene at the time. I was a rave promoter, throwing raves. And as it turns out, the supply of good quality uh, smart drugs, good, good quality, you know, drugs had dried out. You're talking about ecstasy. Now, yeah. It dried out. About ecstasy. It, it dried out. And there was a lot of, uh, you know, bad drugs on the market. And so my thought was, hey, has anybody ever done something that's legal using legal ingredients? Um, and nobody had, and so we just came in and we disrupted, you know, we didn't know this was what we were doing, but we disrupted, you know, three or four different markets. The pharmaceutical industry was mad at us, the supplement industry was mad at us, the drug dealers were mad at us, <laughs> because it was this crazy disruptive force, you know, and I was, I was a 15-year-old kid. <laughs> so your life then, once this came out and you perfected the formula, mm-hmm. how did your life change from that point prior to when it, the business was really going? Yeah, so, you know, I basically, you know, started out with literally nothing or less than nothing. Um, sleeping on the beach, uh, you know, no money, to within a couple of years having a company that was earning, you know, probably close to about $350 million a year. So a lot of uh, hard, fast lessons to be learned, you know. Uh, when you're young, people, people do take advantage of you. Um, but, you know, I had a really fast and hard business philosophy, and that was, you know, if we make enough money, um, we can get around all of our problems. And if people are stealing from you, if you make mistakes, if you make enough money, that solves everything. But being a young 20-year-old, yeah. being worth millions and millions of dollars, yeah. how did you balance yourself? 
Um, you know, I, th I think you kind of learn, right? So I had lots of mentors, and you know, I think that's something that's that's really essential, um, especially to people starting out. I think, you know, understanding that there's no way that you can learn and everything by yourself, right? And that there's people who have skill sets and wisdom that's far beyond yours. And to be able to benefit from that, all you really have to do is, is ask. You know, the worst they can do is say no. And today, you mentor tons of people. I noticed yeah. this. It's something you've been doing often, and yeah. you give back. Yeah, I, I do. I, I mentor a lot of people, a lot of, uh, a lot of my, uh, uh, you know, mentorees. How do you say? Proteges. Proteges. Yeah. yeah, proteges. I like that. A lot of my uh, proteges have, you know, started companies. Um, I've got a couple that just raised a couple million for uh, a startup, a Silicon Valley startup. They're doing really well. Um, you know, so yeah, I think it's I think it's it's really important. And you know, it's somebody told me the other day. You know, the the best way to learn something is to teach it. Always. Yeah, and so I, I that that really. And the reason why is because you have to relearn it to make sure you. Uh, communicate it the right way so it's absorbed by somebody else. Mm. It's one of my favorite things to do. You know yeah. I do this all the time. Is yeah. How do you teach to learn? It's not a selfish thing either. So I want to go back to this idea. You're a young 20-year-old. You've done some pretty disruptive stuff back then too, how to market yourself. You use shows like Montel Williams to make sure you were in front of the audience back then. Um, when did you get out of the industry or did you stay in the industry the whole time? Yeah, well, so I've always been in supplements. I mean, you know, I've consulted with, you know, some of the biggest pharma companies, um, as far as you know, how they can uh, incorporate natural products into their product lines, and you know, then I did the vaporization thing, where you know, invented digital vaporization. People have to understand it. that you yep. are the person that made what we see today with vaping. You're the guy that started this. Yep, yep. It's you know, I mean, it's a, a public company now. I'm no longer involved in it, but you know, Vapeer, which you know, I started. Um, still very successful to this day. It was, you know, at the, at the forefront of the vaporization movement. There were no real vaporizers before vapor. Yours was pretty market. big. I remember the size of yep. it. It was a large device initially. Yeah, sure. I mean, you remember the first, you know, iPad or iPod or you know, any started of that big stuff, and so. you got it down to a small level. Shahan, yeah. Shahan's joining us now. What I see today is a very serious business guy. Uh, you walk into a room, you command. Authority. People know who you are. Mm. You have found a way to use different tools that are out there, like Amazon, to not just sell your own, your own products, but to help big box brands to sell their products on Amazon also. Yeah. How did you learn to gamify Amazon? So you know, one of the things that we discovered, sort of in in the process of you know all all this business, is that you know if you if you want to succeed you have to have an unfair advantage and a lot of times these bigger companies and even even startups have the problem of bureaucracy right they don't have what we call a hacker mindset true right and these companies that are growing these these quick growth companies like amazon um, you know the the secret to how you win on there is really to have a hacker mindset because these are companies started by hackers by yeah. disruptors. That's right. So if you want to win on those platforms, you need to be a disruptor. Do they these platforms see you as an ally or as an enemy? I think we're a little bit of both, right? Um, we do, uh, you know, whatever it takes to make sure that our clients are successful. Of course, within the the realms of their terms of service and the law, um, but. You know, we keep a very close eye of what's happening in the marketplace, and we use everything we possibly can to gain that competitive advantage. 
It's interesting. If you go back to what you said when you started the herbal industry, mm. you had multiple, um, let's call them uh, fiefdoms that were angry at you. Yeah. Right? You said you had the pharma companies, you had the distribution companies, even the drug dealers were upset with you. Yeah. As you now see yourself today, who are your enemies? We're the ones that see you as a, an issue. It's funny, you know, I don't keep track of my enemies, really. And it's, <laughs> it's funny because I was uh, looking at, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Seth Godin, you sure. know, the uh, marketing guru. And I, I read his blog and he said, you know, he reads every single one of his Amazon reviews for every single one of his books. It's a right? lot of reviews. It's a lot of reviews. And then, you know, he reads them and, you know, he used to get bummed out. And I totally resonated with that because I was like, man, you know, it's like I'll go in a chat room and there's like communities of people against something that I like, you know, feel passionate about or something that I've done, but they're against me. And, they've, you know, I, I think it goes back to, you know, what, what my wife, who's a publicist, always tells me, you know, it's like as long as they're talking about you, you're still doing well. That's the old Bill yeah. Gates, you know, any press is good press. Any press is good press. But I don't I think, know about that. Wait a second. If yeah. it's all negative, I think people will stop, you know, push away. You've actually learned to find the yeah. best aspects of certain products that you're mm. dealing with in making that rise to the surface. Yes. I mean, that's one of the, the keys. Can we, we got about a couple of minutes left. Yep. Can you give us some hacker tips for Amazon? Yeah, so I think, you know, we base most of the work that we do around, you know, several really important points. You know, the first and foremost is high-quality social proof. So we live in a social proof economy, mm -hmm. and Amazon really, the first and most important thing that you, you need to do if you're, if you're selling on Amazon is, is have great social proof. And that means high-quality, true social proof. Real reviews. for your product, yeah. Real We're talking reviews, about okay. reviews, yeah. And these are people that are recognized as good reviewers. Uh, it doesn't ma matter if they're recognized as real reviewers. They just have to have authenticity, and they also need to, they have they need likability. They need authenticity. If they have some level of authority, that's great. And they have to resonate with the audience that you're going for. So right? Amazon needs these reviewers to allow our product to rise to the surface. Yeah, I mean, I think Amazon's one of the largest blog networks in the world. It's true, right? They're content. Everyone's building content for them. It's like Facebook for free. When you leave a review, you're building content that they own. It's it's interesting because you need the community to make, well, you need the content for the community to move the product to create commerce. Yeah. So Amazon needs that population to constantly always be in there writing and reviewing true. stuff. Is there a certain tip you could give us on what to pay attention to, to know not to buy a certain thing? Yeah, so, okay, so on Amazon, if you look at a product that has an unusually high number of reviews, and you look at the reviews and they're very short, like, great, awesome, Fun product, and there's a lot of those. A lot of unverified reviews is also a big tell. Um, I have a couple of camera tripods that have that, by the way. Yeah. But yeah. I ended up buying those tripods, and I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I they think... They were gamed. I think smart buyers will actually look around and see other places besides Amazon mm -hmm. um, for the reviews because oftentimes brands will control their reviews very heavily on Amazon, but outside of Amazon, you know, they don't, and you can get some more truth on there. Um, and, you know, the great thing about Amazon really is that they have a great return policy. So. They do. It's like Nordstrom's. I love it. <laughs> if you buy it, you can send it back if you I don't like it. I didn't mention a website for you because I know you have multiple businesses, and we yeah. didn't even touch on the brain stuff at all. Sure. But if people want to hunt you down, find you, where do they go? Uh, you can go to xlrl.net. And that's there. Um, yeah. Accelerol is actually one of the products, which is kind of like the limitless drug. It's a brain enhancement that could take you to a whole new level, which I take and I love. Shaheen, I really appreciate you sharing time with us. Thanks so much. Again, the website is? 
xlrl.net. This guy's disrupted industries often, just like you can.